we're going to start by looking at the solar industry. And more specifically, we're going to be talking about solar panel waste and recycling. So a lot of this information is coming from uh, a solid piece that I found on oilprice.com. Uh, so if you want to check that out, it's called uh, The World is Facing a Solar Panel Waste Problem. Great detailed article with lots of backlinks. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. Got to hype up our fellow journalists, you know? Sure. So <laughs> as solar energy continues to grow as an industry, so does the focus on what to do with old panels. Can we recycle our way out of solar panel waste. Hmm. It's something that really hasn't had to be at the forefront of the conversation because the first installations were, uh, you know, at scale 20 to 25 years ago. And just now are we getting to the end of the life cycle for um, those first set of installations. Now, that's not to say that we haven't had solar panel waste in the last several decades. Obviously, things malfunction, things have to be thrown away. But at the sort of consistent scale where we see year over year uh, a consistent trend of solar panels being thrown away or uh, being replaced, uh, this conversation gets brought to the forefront for the industry. So here's some context just to set up the situation for y'all before we get into our commentary. Solar panel installations reached 639 gigawatts in 2019, and that was up 12% from 2018. That's a lot of gigawatts. And this also translates into a lot of panels. If we look at just the additions last year, which were a total of about 115 gigawatts, so uh, you know only a portion of the total, that equals tens of millions of panels. And if you add this to the millions of panels already in operation, some nearing the end of their working life, uh, you know you see why the issue is starting to feel exponential. Uh, there was a study by the National Renewable Energy Laboratory recently that warned that by the end of the decade, 8 million tons of solar panels could be reaching landfills. By 2025, that could be 80 million tons. And if you look back at 2016, there were only 250,000 tons of solar waste. So you go from 250,000 to 8 million by the end of the decade to then another five years after that could be up to 80 million. Wow. So, you know, yeah, the numbers are increasing at a rapid pace. So this is something that we need to be addressing now and something that we need to be proactive about within the industry. There are some disagreements, though, on the impacts of solar waste. So I want to highlight uh, some of the quotes that were in this article on oilprice.com. The first one is from Andrew Blakers. He uh, is a writer for Australia's um, Renew Economy. There was a piece in that publication, uh, and I'm pulling a quote from that. He said, quote, the typical panel working life is 30 years, and so just, uh, mm, that might have been either a typo on my end or his end. <laughs> Let me start that over. Quote, the typical panel working life is 30 years, and just two square meters of panel will retire each year per person, weighing 20 kilograms, almost all of which is suitable for recycling. This is 1% of annual solid waste generated per person, and one part in a thousand of the weight of Australian annual carbon dioxide emissions per person. For comparison, a car typically weighs 150,000 kilograms. Again, the panel weighs 20 and lasts for 10 years, thus generating 150 kilograms of waste per year on average. So, you know, in this comparison, I think Blakers is trying to show that 
when we talk about uh, the waste that is going to come from renewable energy, it is negligible compared to the waste that we already have within our system. However, uh, this is from Dr. Deepika, I believe, Dr. Deepika Mathur at Charles Darwin University. She's a professor researching sustainable architecture and construction waste management. She said, quote, there's a perception that everything made can be recycled, but it's just not that easy. Solar panels were not made to be unmade. As the oldest panels are already reaching their end of life, there is a critical need to start planning for the dismantling, removal, collection, and recycling phases of management. Consumers are changing their PV panels after 10 to 12 years rather than their predicted end of working life of 20 to 25 years. Working panels are being replaced as technological advances increase efficiency and reduce costs of new panels, end quote. So, you know, we see on one end, uh, folks within the energy industry feel like this is uh, a burden of renewable or sustainable energy that is to be expected, but is... Uh, so minuscule compared to the carbon emissions we get from our current oil and gas operations that it wouldn't matter. But we couple that with also uh, commentary here from researchers in the space saying that these aren't as easy to recycle as they sound and the need to recycle them is increasing. So even if it is a, a relatively negligible thing comparatively, uh, if we don't do anything about it, the tonnage of waste is going to grow at uh, at a rate that might be difficult to contain and might end up having more adverse effects that we can't account for yet, such as leakage of chemicals or uh, metals into uh, the ground, into water reservoirs, things that are difficult to uh, quantify when you're dealing with you know, 80 million tons potentially in the next, uh, I don't know, uh, five years, I, I guess. So pretty nuts. However, um, green recycling on top of all of this has a lot of potential. Um, there's a study by the International Renewable Agency, IRENA, great name. Uh, they estimate that $15 billion could be recovered from solar panel recycling by 2050, which is not a negligible amount of money. Um, it could be something that, you know, not the motivating factor for going green, but knowing that that much money could be saved and pumped back into the industry just because of recycling uh, is definitely something to keep an eye on. Though, there is not a lot of U.S. infrastructure to support recycling right now. And I think this is really the core of the issue. There is zero national policy in the United States for recycling solar panels. Washington State has something like a solar stewardship program that encourages manufacturers to collect the panels and recycle them at no cost to the end user. But that is an individual state, and it's not a, a mandate. It's sort of a, an opt-in program and there's no national mandatory policy for recycling. Europe does have some recycling policies. Uh, there's target manufacturers as well to bear the responsibility of taking back and recycling those products into dedicated facilities for panel recycling. So it's possible to have infrastructure for this. However, it's non-existent in the United States. And I think that is... Uh, you know exactly the dynamic we need to be talking about as this continues to become an issue uh, what should the industry be doing here in the states especially since we are an energy leader right now though that is with uh, the oil and gas market so Tyler any initial thoughts on this 
Yeah, I think one of the things that that strikes you initially is just that um, is that the there are always maybe costs is the right way to put it on the yeah. back end uh, of things like this that. You know, uh, I think we would all agree that as far as sustainable energy goes, that solar is a great method, you know, as we continue to move into the future, if we can continue to expand those. But there are, I don't want to say unforeseen, because at some point we knew that this would would come about, I suppose, but just challenges that have to be tackled. So it doesn't surprise me that maybe we're a little behind on tackling some of these challenges. And it doesn't surprise me that Europe is a little bit ahead in terms of how they're thinking about recycling with these. But yeah, I think that this on some level is to be expected and shouldn't be viewed as a major um, detractor of solar energy, but just, uh, you know, a hurdle to jump over for this to continue to become a leading source of energy as opposed to, you know, a small segment of, of energy production. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's, uh, I, I think it's just revealing that no matter what our energy infrastructure is, uh, until we literally reach 100% regenerative energy, um, the energy is going to produce some kind of waste, uh, even if it's not an initial uh, byproduct from the actual use of the energy source, um, the hardware itself, I mean, you know, hardware is hardware. It will, uh, it will get damaged, it will need to be replaced, it will become defunct, or the technology will improve and it will just be swapped out. And, um, you know, I think at a business level, there is more oversight and there's more uh, structure for, okay, we're going to use this for X amount of years and then we'll have inspections and we will swap it out at the 2025 year mark uh, because there's a motivating factor of, well, you know, we don't want to overspend on panels if we don't need to. At the consumer level, though, it's interesting that... Uh, at least in Australia, they're seeing solar panels get swapped out way sooner than expected, probably because the consumers that are invested in this see new technology opportunities. They want to just get the the latest and greatest thing. Uh, and to them, you know, the solar panel installation is much like, uh, you know, what an iPhone does for you. Sure. It's, it is a uh, personal utility um, and not like an energy utility and in the sense of like using the word utility for energy i just mean like it is useful for consumers you buy it because it's something that improves your quality of life and therefore uh you want to replace it when there's a better version out there mm -hmm. you don't buy it really as an investment for you know 20 to 25 years and then swap it out um and i i think that creates several dynamics motivating why we're seeing so much waste uh, getting produced. So I think the main questions we need to be asking ourselves, uh, both as spectators and then for folks within the industry, they need to be asking, should the industry go about advocating for green recycling methods? And if so, how? Uh, I think they need to be asking, is this a price they're willing to pay to, quote, go green? And is this better than the alternative? And what can businesses and individuals do to reduce their footprint as they go green? So for those first few questions, I mean, I think the answers are pretty straightforward. I think it's, yeah, like green recycling should be 
made into a proactive structural solution for this problem. Uh, but it's really going to take lobbying. I mean, it's going to take folks within the industry communicating this as a need, setting standards within the industry to get everyone on board, and then putting pressure on uh, our politicians and our uh, leadership to uh, enact some kind of structured policy for recycling as green energy becomes more of a um, a driver for business and energy needs in the country. Uh, do you think that is like feasible? I mean, based on how we see other industries come together, uh, you know, I think of in I think of certifications within building management. I think of certifications within architecture. Um, you know, uh, like lead architecture, right? Uh, the way that an industry can sort of come together and set standards for itself that mm -hmm. are prestigious. Uh, do you imagine that is going to be the first direction that uh, the energy industry could take to advocate for green recycling? Or do you think that it needs to be a top-down uh, restructuring that happens at the federal level? I am skeptical about a top-down approach happening in the United States um, because of the interest in other forms of energy. I think some of the powerful right. interest groups that are behind that. So I would think that this would look more like a certification, like what you were describing as opposed to a top down restructuring approach. That's just, that's just my opinion. I, I just think that, that we would get so bogged down in different debates over, um, these sorts of things by people who have a monetary interest and, um, and are financially backed by, um, companies who would rather not see green energy be a larger portion of the conversation. Right, right. And I, th I think that is a problem as well. I mean, the U.S. oil and gas industry is mm -hmm. still uh, leading. Uh, it is uh, the largest exporter of oil now in the world. Uh, but there have been recent uh, pressures added to that industry including three major pipelines either getting uh, shuttered at the judicial level or uh, losing funding. And I think it puts the future of our market uh, in question. Um, it, I think, rocks investors' boats. However, uh, you know, I think if leading oil and gas leadership or companies, you know, if you're Exxon's, your BPs uh, start to push for green recycling, there has to be a uh, an acceptance that green energy in the first place is a worthy investment mm -hmm. and an investment that uh, requires that much forward thinking. Like right now, the investments are just like, oh, well, let's just break into green energy. There's not much of a structured conversation on, okay, green energy is the future. We have all decided. And therefore, we need to be talking about how do we recycle uh, this hardware and how do we uh, continue to uh, keep green energy from becoming another footprint on the earth, right? right. Um, we can't have green energy just create more issues. They need to alleviate the biggest issues and then we need to solve any uh, new unique challenges that come from going green as they come. But the conversation isn't even there yet. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of pressure against um, anything from 
like short banning of fracking in the United States to broad structural Green New Deal kind of conversations, right? All of that is still being met with a, this is not plausible, this is not feasible. Um, many companies, energy companies, as well as um, projections from the United States for, oh, we're going to go net zero by X year, we're going to uh, reduce carbon emissions by X much by X year, uh, are underperforming, you know, like those metrics are not being hit. Um, and there's not a lot of urgency yet behind the sort of climate crisis motivator for going green. So I think if it's just a business motivator, you know, am I going to make more money off of my installations if I invest in recycling or if I am a, a vocal voice for uh, pushing for proactive recycling infrastructure, uh, then I don't know if that is enough of a motivator for the energy industry to get behind. Right. Can the green energy industry get behind it? Yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer. But for the broader at-large energy industry that's having to reckon with how they adapt their business for the future, uh, this seems like a few steps removed from what's next, uh, which I think makes it uh, you know, scary makes it a, a problem. This is something that needs to be addressed within the industry, and there really isn't time to wait. There are millions and millions of tons of of wasted uh, solar panels now that need to be dealt with. So, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the industry responds to this challenge, Agreed. and I hope I hope there is some consensus and some uh, collaboration because. Uh, it seems to work well in other industries when there is that level of prestige and mm -hmm. there are big players that take on that initiative, uh, and I think it could be a good motivator. I agree with you 100%. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. 